AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to AM 630 The Word's Church of the Week. Uh, we are back in the studio, and you know how I do. I like to share a short devotional with you today. And I've been reading the book of Judges, and in the book of Judges is one of my f- most favorite characters. Uh, his name is Gideon, and I, I love it from the beginning all the way, uh, almost to the end uh, of Gideon's story. But uh, Gideon has this argument with God. And that's why I think I like it so much, because the angel of the Lord comes to him and says, hey, mighty warrior. And Gideon says, who, me? Who are you, who are you talking to? And, and he begins to say, argue with God and, and say, if we were so blessed, then why have you forsaken us? If, if we were so, so special, why has God turned his back on us? And I think if I were writing the Bible, I would have put a little footnote in there and said, refer back to verse number one, uh, because in verse number one of this of this chapter, chapter six of Judges, the Bible is clear, and it says, and Israel turned from God. They began to do their own thing. They were they began to do evil in the sight of the Lord. And because of that, the Lord handed them over to the Midianites. And that's why they were going through the hard time they were going through. And many times we find ourselves in situations and we think, God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you so mean to me? And I don't, I don't see it that way. God is, God is not mean. God is love the way we've always heard from, from Bible school, from Sunday school. But sometimes we take ourselves out of God's protection and we go out and we experience different things. And then when stuff starts to happen to us, we question him. Why is he doing it? But the answer is clear. Repent. Come back to the Lord. He loves you. He never stopped loving you. And if you were to just come back to him, he will cover you. He will love you. He will forgive you. He will restore you. There's nothing he can't do for you. So let's come back home. And today I want to I want to introduce to you a home, a lighthouse, a a place of worship. That's what this program is about, and giving you a place to to find home and to find God again in your life. And and I'm here with Pastor James Burnett. He is the pastor of Christian United Church. And uh, thank you, Pastor James, for for being part of the program today. Thank it's you. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I we're always we're always looking. I'm always looking for for pastors and minister ministers and ministries that are that are interested in the gospel, that are interested in in what's happening outside of their four walls. And and I think that's why I found you. Uh, and I found the, the the church, and and I'm very happy to to have you in the studio. And uh, I'll tell you what, Pastor, I've had so much fun so far in this little time that we've been together. Is it is it fun to go to your church? Do you do you think it's fun there? I think it's amazing. And and I often tell people, I say, you know, 
I'm a proud pastor because of the the people that have assembled there, and I've seen the change in so many lives. I'm I'm just I don't know if is it a sin to be a proud pastor because I sure am. I'm so proud of my congregation. If it's a sin, then there's two of us. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I think to me to me I I think the the best title, the best position to be in is that of a pastor. Amen. Uh, I, you know, we, we, I, I think many evangelists think they're, they have the best job, but I think we do. I think pastors have the best job in, in all of Amen. the, all yes. of the callings. If That's you right. Uh, so I want to, I want to ask you some questions about you. I want to introduce you to our listeners and the listeners are, are they're there today and they want to hear about you. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you a, a PK? What was, what was your, 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 what is your testimony, your, your conversion moment? How was that? Tell me a little bit about your history. Well, I was not a PK. I, I wasn't a pastor's kid. I, I, I uh, had a conversion into Christianity in, in 1986. I had heard the gospel all my life, but I had never actually heard it until I was on Eckert Road and I, and I, I heard a pastor preaching and it was an amazing sermon and I had never heard the gospel before. And at that moment in my life, God opened my heart to his word and to his will. And and God has just taken me down an amazing journey over the past, uh, since 1986. So how, how was, how was that? And, and I know you, you were, what were you doing at that, at that time? You were already in your career? Well, at that time I was in the U.S. Air Force and then, uh, it was down the road in the, early 90s when they had something called Graham Rudman. And many, many, many military people were forced out of the military right after Desert Storm and Desert Shield. So I found myself out of the military. Uh, I, w- I was uh, Air Force blue through and through. It was my career. It was my life. I loved being in the Air Force. But again, I was forced to get out. And I searched for for jobs that really fit the bill and nothing seemed to fit then one day someone started telling me about police work and I went on the San Antonio Police Department Academy and I uh, finished the academy and became a San Antonio police officer for 26 years wow and I just retired 1 year ago this month congratulations thank and you. thank you for your service it was it was a wonderful journey how was God. your experience there tell us a little bit about that well 26 years as a police officer, I guess, I'm, first off, I'm going to tell you, San Antonio has an amazing police department. I, I cannot, I've seen it firsthand. I believe in the men and women in blue in San Antonio. They have the, the small town feel to them, and they, they, they genuinely care about what they're doing. And for for so many years, I was so integrated into the police department about trying to steer people to programs and things that they could do to change the problems they had in their lives. But here's the deal. I started to realize about 15, 20 years ago that all these programs were were Mm Band-Aids. They weren't fixing anything. People would go through the program, they'd be okay for a while, they'd get out, and the, and their life would be back to where it was before. So then I started to realize, wait a minute, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. What about Jesus? And I started started to see that in, in my heart, this is the way God worked on me. He says, the only thing that's going to institute long-term change 
true change in someone's life is coming to the cross of Jesus Christ. And I started seeing that, and I actually took my position as a police officer, and I kind of made it a covert ministry (laughs) where I would go and share the gospel of Christ in this very covert way because, you know, you really don't want to bash someone over the heads being a representative of the government. Right. But I started seeing change in people when they would come to the cross, and, and I said, that's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. Because our our issue really is sin. It's, yes, it's not an address. It's not a last name. It's not a disease or or any mental issue. Our issue is sin, and the only thing that could deal with sin <clears throat> is is dealt with at the cross of Calvary. That's right. That's right. And uh, my wife and I made a decision. Now, another part of my testimony is this. Um, police officers average about a 75% divorce rate, your police officers and your firefighters. And uh, my wife and I actually got divorced. Really? The wife I'm married to now, we were divorced. And and uh, we were divorced for about five years. And it was during that time that we were divorced that, that uh, God really worked on both of us in a big, big way. When we reunified, when we got mm-hmm. back together, we had recognized that God had changed us. He had to separate us to change mm-hmm. us, had to bring us back together, had to give us a a, a testimony, so to speak, about yeah. our marriage. And, and in, in the changing of our lives, we said, let's donate everything we have to God. Our house belongs to God. Mm-hmm. Everything we have belongs to God. And uh, we just let God work on us, work through us after yes. that. You know, you know, Pastor, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second here. Please. Uh, because I'm sure there are listeners today that feel hopeless because they are, they are in that place where it's beyond bad. You know, and the reason I, I come to that conclusion is because you were divorced. Yes. It was, you were not about to get divorced, and, and, and God did, stepped in. You were divorced. We were divorced, and we didn't even talk about this, did we? No. I was actually divorced with from my wife that yeah. I'm married to now. But God made a way. Yes. And so I, 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 like, to say, I like to say, if you're still breathing, there's hope. That's right. So would you speak to someone? There's someone listening today that perhaps is, is empty. They're they're. Their their tank is empty of hope. They've just thrown up their hands, and they're just letting the flow take them. And they've and they've turned away, and they're not looking for God. But I believe God is looking for them. And today, perhaps God is finding them through this medium. Would you speak to that person and maybe give them a little more hope? I'll tell you right now. One of the things about divorce specifically, we're just going to talk about divorce for a second, is it's seldom both ways. Mm-hmm. It's usually one person wants the divorce. And at that point in your life, you're not in control. The courts are in control. Mm-hmm. Your ex is in control. And I want, want just want to let you know that that may be the way it seems, but in the end, God is in control. Yes. And I think the biggest ministry we have in our houses today, in our families today, 
is you see like the wife will go to church, but the husband won't. The wife will be praying for the husband, but the husband won't. One of the things I see about women with children, single moms, is they will make a war room. Before the war room movie ever came out, they would make a war room. They would go sit in their closet, and they would come to me, and they tell me, Pastor, I've made a – I go sit in my closet. I lock myself in there. I write my notes. I read my Bible. How amazing is that? Yes. You need to be in deeper prayer than you've ever been before. When all seems lost, God is on your side. Amen. Amen. So there is hope. There's absolute hope. Because God is on their side. That's right. Amen. So uh, now tell me a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about about the church. The name of your of the church of your minister is Christian United Church. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Where where are you guys located? What time of services? Okay, well, we're located at Bandera and Eckert. That's seventy five thirty Bandera Road. We're right across the street from the uh, Grady's Barbecue on Bandera, and. Uh, we are services. We have one service right now. Praise God. I think before the end of the year, we'll be having two. Amen. Where we start service at 1030 in the morning. On Sunday mornings, we have intercessory prayer at 7 o'clock on Monday. I and mean, then we have a, we do, I call it the deep dive. One of our church members called it the deep dive. And I think we do a deep dive on Wednesday night. Right now, yeah. we're going through eschatology, oh, the wow. end of times. So yes. A lot of churches won't teach that, you know, and, and it's an amazing class that we're putting on right now. So we're a very active church, and we have members who are very active. So uh, that's a little about our church, yeah. Eschatology, that's something that we need to know right yes. now. Yes. And I, I grew up in church, so I, I am I am a PK. Yes. And I remember uh, preachers and being in church and being uh, a preteen and hearing the end of the world and mm-hmm. and he's coming again and uh but i but i really i i really i i think now uh i heard a pastor on on the internet say uh we are not only in the end times we're in the end of the end times that's right and so we need to know what's going on what the bible says about these days I, I do believe that. I know a lot of pastors won't teach it, and church, mm-hmm. churches. I say churches won't teach it, and pastors won't preach it. Yeah, but I think it's it's as important a part of the Bible as anything else. And it's when you read it and you start to understand it, you'll see that everything you see on the news every night is aligning perfectly to what's happening in the Bible. I think we're there, and I think the one thing that. Uh, when you begin to study the word in in eschatology, uh, many people don't like to because they fear the fear that it may bring. And but I think it like it like it says in uh, in this in the in the letter to the Thessalonians, be comforted with these words. Yes, absolutely. And when you when you actually get into the word and you start looking at the end times, you are actually comforted. Because you know what's going to happen next, and then you know how it's going to end up. We, a, we've read the end of the it's book. It's amazing to know the end of the story, <laughs> isn't it? We win. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ comes back. And so we, we can be joyful about it and not be fearful or worried and, and oh, my God, and all this, all this you know, when, when you know what's going to happen, you have peace. Yes. 
And so uh, as, we're, as we're looking at, at Christian United uh, Church, we can find you on the web at christianunitedchurch.org. That's true. And your Sunday service is at ten thirty. Ten thirty. Now I want to I want to ask you, Pastor, as as uh, we're talking about this, the reason, uh, one of the reasons that I I invite pastors uh, to be on the air with me is to invite the listener. There's somebody listening uh, that that wants to go to church but doesn't dare. They and they say you know they they can't go because they have nothing to wear. Let me ask you this. Uh, do, do I need to go to your church in a three-piece suit and, and shiny shoes? And how, how is that? What's the dress code? Let me put it to you this way. When Lee and I, Lee's my loving wife, when Lee and I first reunified and got together and we started ministry at our living room, that's where Christian United Church started. Yeah. We said, we're going to have all kinds of people coming in here into our house. Mm-hmm. We're going to have prostitutes, drug dealers. We're going to have burglars. We're going to have... You know, you may have a murderer. I mean, you don't know you who's going to walk through that That's door. Right. And we had, and, and it was very succinct uh, discussion Lee and I had. Anyone is welcome into our home so that we can share the gospel of Christ with them. And, you know, we are not worried about what you wear. You come as you are, church. I wear a coat every Sunday. That's just what I do. Mm-hmm. And a few people might wear a suit. I don't know. That's okay if they do. But come in your blue jeans. We're, we're, we're really okay with that. I asked that question to a pastor one time, and he says, as long as they're dressed. As long as they're dressed. Okay. <laughs> well, that's another way to put it. Amen. As long as you dress, you're welcome at Christian United That's Church. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, tell me a, a, a little bit about the passion and the drive of the church. Uh, being being an ex police officer, you have you get you got the opportunity, the privilege. I don't know what you would call it to see society in a specific perspective with a specific yes. perspective. I have seen the best of people, and I have seen the worst of people. I'm going to tell you that people argue about supernatural forces here on Earth. Mm -hmm. We hear that argument all Mm -hmm. the time. You don't believe in demons? Give me a police car in 15 minutes. I'll have one in the back seat for you. Right. And uh, so we see all types of people coming, and uh, we invite everybody to come, no matter where you're at. Our church is focused on, uh, I don't want to say a grassroots movement, Okay. But we are focused in our in our area there at Bandera and Eckert. That's where we stuck our flag. That's where we're at. I also uh, could tell you that uh, uh, we want to be tr- known as the church that has special events. Uh, this week we had a, a local entertain. We had local entertainment. We had A. B. Rodriguez and we had Cleto come to the church, and we had a, a full sanctuary of people just having a great night of comedy and a great night of music. Yeah. And a few months ago, we had seventh-day slumber. So we want to be known as the church that has special events. Keep your eye on our website. I think our next one will be in August or September. And you'll have an event then. And we'll have an event then. I think we're going to title that one. This one was Fiesta. I think the next one will be Hot Summer Nights. All right. So We'll have to have you back on so we can promote that. I would love that. Yes, yes. And so your perspective now as the police officer, I think those those two – uh, career choices that you have made. Yes. Uh, to be a police officer and now to be a, a pastor, uh, where again, you get to see the best 
but also you get to see the worst. I say sometimes people call the pastor right before they go to the lawyer, you know, uh, to, yeah. to file the paperwork. Yes. Pastor, do something with this guy. Do. You know, do something with her. Uh, and so they give us the, the last little call. But we get to see, uh, again, the best and sometimes the worst of people. And so, however, we are the priests. And so we have access to the King of Kings, and we have access to the one that gives us the hope. How how do you now, as we as we begin landing this plane, uh, how would you now invite somebody to church on Sunday to be part of the ministry to just come in and hear for a word from God? I would say a lot of people don't realize they need to hear from God. Mm. I would say you have to come, you have to come open-minded, you have to come with an open heart. And I think a lot of what pastors deal with is is things that people, the perceptions people have had over the years of what Christianity is and wasn't it, wasn't it and what it isn't. You know, I, I look at people and sometimes I'll ask them, what, what out of the Christian bookstore did that statement come from? <laughs> Where did that come from? That's not true, you know. You got to open your hearts to God. And uh, coming to Christian United Church, I think one of the greatest tools you could have when you're in the in the storm is opening your heart to God, but also opening your heart to fellowship, being around like-minded believers who have will set the example for you, who who you can share your feelings with, and and understand a lot of it's about our feelings. And uh, having people to share those feelings with that you can abs that are rock solid in their faith is so important. Uh, Lee and I always tell people, let us know so we can go for a walk with you. We'll have a cup of coffee. We'll sit down. We'll talk about what's going on in your life. And we'll see if God can reveal to you what his perfect plan is in your life. Amen. We, I, I love that. And I think that's what people are looking for more than a building. It's great to have a yes. nice, beautiful building. It my, is. my particular church is has a steeple and stained glass, and, and I love it for its traditional look. But it's not about the building. It's not. It's about the God that you can access. That's there. right. The God that, that, that responds to the cry of his people. That's right. Uh, in, in the book of Judges, the example I gave, God responded to the cry of, of Israel uh, and, and raised up a man. A man that was not thought to have to, he didn't think of himself as much. But God put him in a position to deliver not only himself, but his family and the nation. Amen. And so uh, I know there are people listening today that need to be encouraged. I just think that uh, the deeper, deeper the dive you take into the Bible, the mm. more you read, the more encouraging it is. I know we're going to have some... Uh, uh, devotionals this week, right? On the mm-hmm. people's drive to work. Yeah. Listen to the devotionals. And I, I tried to touch on that in each of my devotionals that the, you know, coming to the, coming to the cross of Calvary, putting your trust on that. It is a hope and it gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding. So the deeper dive, I, I just, just, I, I, again, we're landing this, but, but talk a little bit about your Wednesday deep dive. Our Wednesday deep dives, uh, actually, it's something we just began in eschatology. We put on a 12-week course on that. Um, I'm thinking that we're going to continue to do that. Uh, almost, col- I don't want to say college level because I don't want to scare people away, but really deep dive into the scriptures. 
to to look at at what God has done in the in the scriptures. Another the next, one of the deep dives I want to do is on church history. People don't understand what the church has gone through in two thousand mm-hmm. years. They also don't know, don't understand that the church will not be here forever. That's right. It's only going to be here in my eyes a couple more years. That's right. That's right. So we need to be ready. That's be ready. Yes, sir. Be ready. And one of the ways to be ready is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And uh, a, a, a great way to do that. You can do that anywhere. You can do it in a bar. You can say the prayer. But a great place to do it is at a church. Amen. Invite us to church. Come to Christian United Church. We're located at 7530 Bandera Road, the corner of Eckerd and Bandera. We are... In a shopping mall there, we have 150 seats, and I promise we have a seat for you. Come and be blessed with us on Sundays at 1030. Amen. Thank you, Pastor James. It's, uh, it's such a blessing to have you here with us. I hope that we can, we can do this again. Amen. And, Soon. Uh, yeah, yeah. San Antonio, I want, I want you to check it out. You're looking for a church? Uh, check out Christian United Church. They're on 7530 Bandera Road. You can look them up at uh, ChristianUnitedChurch.org. If you don't live on that part of town, you probably have a car. And last time I checked, you can get to Bandera driving. Amen. So, <laughs> so don't feel shy. It'll be worth the trip. Uh, it'll be worth what you invest in gasoline, and it'll bless your and, family. And ask for me personally. I, I make it a point to meet everybody new who comes in the church. Amen. So when you get there, ask for Pastor James and shake his hand. Don't just run out. Uh, God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you, Pastor James, one more time for Amen. being part of this. Thank you, San Antonio, for listening. God bless you, and we'll see you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.